This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini! I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, oh, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, isn't it? Well, that's a bit of a disappointment in terms of performance and obviously in terms of results. But as ever, this really comes down to what your thoughts are uh, more than anything else at all. So let's, let's see what everybody thinks. Obviously, a game up at the bet 365, it finishes... 1-0, 1-0 to Stoke City. Vidigal, who who was basically going to be their danger man. He's a player of some good quality. He'd scored two goals before today. And he was a bit lonely in the box when the ball came to him. And then he put it away. Two teams, I thought, that, that looked oddly lacking quality. But we seem to be, and you tell me if I'm wrong, whereas in that first game against QPR especially, we were on the front foot and we were aggressive, we felt oddly on the back foot to me today we just felt just it just felt like nothing was quite gonna happen obviously we've been talking or lots of people have been talking about strikers etc bio got well he got no change out of anything he didn't get any service particularly either let us know what you think we need to do in order to to get the train back on the rails in terms of results or is this just one of those games we're gonna lose games after all it's a long old season and should we not be looking to react what would we be doing if we were uh, Valerian Ishmael, or maybe even Gino Ponzo. Justin, sir. Hello, Hello sir. Oh, I'm all right, thank you. I'm all right. It's just one of those things. But the question is, what does everybody else think? Because I could be wrong, but I believe both you and indeed Dice, Upper Ladder and Backgammon have gone off the mark on the prediction scale. But I think they've got. I think yeah. they've taken all three points. I think you're still behind inanimate objects. Yes, I think John's dice did call a one-nil Stoke victory. He's he's storming up the uh, up the prediction league there, isn't he? He's doing all right. Yeah, that was well. The performance wasn't anything to write home about. The result was probably deserved. Yeah, we desperately need a striker. Bit worrying now that we've got no sort of recognised left back, have we? With those 
with the injury today. Yeah, it's same old Watford, isn't it? Really, the uh, the sweet taste of the four nil victory against QPR has soured very quickly, and we seem to be back to where we were this time last season. So. Well, for me personally, it was one of those odd games where you look at it and go, why did we go for it a bit more in the last, after the goal had been conceded? Could we have not been on that front foot a little bit more? The opportunity from Ken Semmer, we could argue that the Jack Valadze challenge, which was he looking for a penalty? Yes, I imagine he was. Did he actually get taken out by Wilmot? Well, he, Wilmot got no percent of the ball and got quite a bit of Jack Valadze. I wouldn't have been uh, objecting or screaming if that had been the other side, other way and had been given. So these things can come down to small margins, but we want to look at the performance and say, well, why was Vidigal on his own in the box? Is maybe Sierra Alta sitting in that central defensive midfield position? Is that one of the things he gives us that we don't appreciate? Is the fact that he drops in and makes a three and picks up one of those players because they'd all been basically drawn in. Who who knows? Yeah. Who knows? He took that well. To be oh, it was fair. a great he finish. Take that goal well. Yeah, excellent finish. Really good. Yeah, it just it just felt like that that. Well, the occasional awful championship fair that you get, which was like two teams, seemingly it, it could be won by one moment of quality. And his finish was quality. You've got you to put your hands up to that. But we also have to look at the team in yellow and black there and say there, there were some oddly out of sorts performances and out of sorts combinations. You can understand when Ince comes on, he hasn't played for a long time and his touch isn't great and he gives the ball away and he's not working quite the same with with Ryan Andrews because they haven't played together yet. But even more odd in other areas of the field, it just seemed it just seemed a little bit off. But there we go. Let's go to let's go to somebody who is up at the Bet three six five. Let's go to Carlos, who was who was letting us know he was on the A fifty earlier on. Carlos. How are we? Are we well? Yeah, well, we're just chewing over that. But you were in the in the crowd. What did you think of the of the performance today, and what was your mood after it? Well, we're still outside the bet three six five or the Clayheads. Yeah, it's really disappointing. Taylor, will you put your seatbelt on, please? That's really unsafe. I'd rather. I'd yeah, rather do you know what I mean? This, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to speak to people, here and you 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 haven't put your seatbelt on. You know, when 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 I, I, I suffer with if you not, enough. Sorry. Sorry We're nothing that. if not trying to make sure that there is yeah, yeah. safety exactly. precautions going on. Exactly. So yeah, so yeah, really disappointing performance. Not we need a striker. We need we, we're, we're desperate for for goals, aren't we? We're really desperate for goals. It, 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 there was nothing there from the QPR game, was there? Any anybody that was at the QPR game who was at that game today will not recognise the team. It, it was dreadful. Dan Backman is distribution. What I am to the pornography industry. It's yeah, just it's just not very good, is it? You try your hardest, but let's be honest, you're not you're never really going to make it. And if we're going to play, we're going to play that way all season. We we're going to lose games like that. We're going to lose games against better sides. And I I personally think, I think Stoke are a good side. I think we've lost to a really good side here. I think we've lost to probably a, a, a top six side today. I might be proved wrong on that, but you reckon I'll be proved wrong? I don't know. I just they have nothing. I saw Leicester, Leicester drew against Cardiff today, didn't they? I think. Uh, oh, they won at the death. Oh, also they're wankers as well. But it's. I think. But most importantly, Carl, what did you have in your oat cake today? Let's turn to things more positive. What did you have in your oat? I cake? didn't have an oat cake. I can't lie. Oh, good lord! This has been a tragedy. Yeah, I went to the harvester, and you know when I said on the podcast I wouldn't eat in the harvester. 
You had the triple stack. Well, I had. What did I have? A dirty bird <laughs> or something. Yeah, and it, hang on. And two two women turned up at our table holding plates and went two dirty birds. And I went, fucking hell! All right, if you fancy it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So uh, no, I didn't have an okay today, thank God, because I've got I've got terrible flatulence at the moment, as these boys were about to oh. experience for on the two hours on the way home. But yeah, it's just been it's been disappointing, boys. And there's no end products. There's we need goals. We all know that we need goals. We got Hoot at the back is when he's quality. It's absolutely amazing at the back. Dan Batman, he, the jury, jury's out on him. But we need goals, and there's no goals. How bad must Healy be to not even get involved today? That has to be that has to be a well. I was going to say a sixty four thousand dollar question, but that would outstrip our spend so far by fourteen thousand dollars. It would be <laughs> that that does have to be the question in that circumstance and with Bio. And I'm not having a go at Bio because he had a good first game, but he suddenly played four games in okay three weeks. It's not that much, but you think okay. But there really wasn't much service for him today. There wasn't much getting up alongside him. I thought that especially Tom Deli Bashiro in the first half seemed to be pretty it, it went missing for me. The loser seemed to be trying to do things. But the thing that we had in that those first games of the season, and I'm going to include the first half against Plymouth as well was we would get the ball forward and we would do it at pace. We would go quickly. We would decide that we were going to try to move things with pace and trouble the, the opposition back. No, we yet. didn't get anybody forward to support any forward ball. It seemed very odd. Did, did, did that seem the case in the first half to you? Yeah, there was there, no, no pace in that midfield. I don't, think, I don't think Livermore helped us very well. I thought he slowed the game up quite considerably. Trying to get the ball forward was difficult today, uh, especially to the wingers. Even um, when Ince came on in the second half, quite late on, I think he had. if he had four touches in the game, I'd, I'd be surprised. I just, I don't know. It just didn't glue today. There was just, no, just something missing. And, and it, it's, it's too early to be doom and gloom about it because I personally think we've lost to a really good side. Jason, who's driving us home, is saying they're shit, aren't you? No, I'm saying they're bang average. They're bang average. Bang average. Right, okay. But yeah, but I, I, I think they'll be a half decent side at, at the end of the season. I think that they might be in the mix. I could be wrong completely, but it's just, it's the first away game. We were doing, uh, boys, actually, you're, was it January, our last away win? Norwich. Norwich, January, our last away win against Norwich. And for people to go home and away all the time, that's a long time to see a bit of Blimey. a bit that of something. Is. Yeah, there you go, yeah. exactly. So we're coming down the M6 now, all thoroughly fucking miserable again. Well, so, well, there we go. Hope. Well, whether or not Stoke are a top six club or, or wherever they are, the one, the goal came from the one player, to me, in their area, who had a, a bit of quality in, in Vidigal. And we did leave him alone. Now, it'd be interesting to see what people think. Who's responsible for him? For me, if you've got Sierra out of there, I think he's going to sniff out the fact that you've, you've left their most dangerous player alone in the middle of the box to to, to get on the end of it. And I think he's more likely to, to get there. It's not having a go at Jake Livermore. It's his first played 60 minutes, but he isn't going to necessarily f- identify that and do the second part of that role sitting there. I think we've all looked at when Sierra Alsa came out in the first game. Well, the first game he did it against was Boreham Wood, but certainly the one against QPR and went Sierra Alsa, central defensive midfield. How does that work? But I think from today, we can see one of the things that maybe he might have snuffed out. But there we go. There we go. Anyway, Colt, a safe journey back down the back down the M6, sir. Yeah, thanks, guys. See you All soon, right, yeah. fella, you take care now. So let's go across to let's go across to Ryan. 
And as ever, guys, if whatever your thoughts this season, today, in general, whatever you want to mention Watford-wise. But Ryan, how are you doing, sir? Hi, Peter. I'm very well. Yourself? Good, yeah. 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 It, it does. Well, you heard, you heard Justin saying, well, it's back to where we were last season. Well, yeah, that's good. same we old got, shit, really, isn't it? Well, it's, uh, there is always that. We're always going to lose games if you support a football club. But mm. it's a question sometimes of, well, why have we lost it? And how have we lost it? What, well, did, you, what did you make of today? Just thought, not playing well as a team, not bonding. I've heard a lot of the rumours saw on Twitter during the halftime and that. I'm just thinking... We're just not gelling together. Same result as last season, really. Like week in, week out in a minute. I know it's first away game. It is a bit early to say, but I totally agree with what Carl said earlier, actually. We we definitely need a striker. We definitely need it. Pedro is badly missed in my book. Yeah, well, Ped- Pedro would drop in and pick the ball up and be an exit ball for quite long periods. Of course, he would do... He would try and do absolutely everything. Yeah. Mind you, so did so did Keenan Davis. But Pedro <laughs> sometimes did do everything, obviously, which was nice. What about that is a question for you, which I was having a chat with with the group, but what about Ken Semmer? Is Ken Semmer lost when he gets played on the right? Because when he came across on the left, and I know he's we all know he's not a natural left back, but that's where he's no, presumably going to be played. But he looks a different animal on the left. He he seemed to me he's prepared to have a go, whereas he looks like Backman with the ball coming to him on the right. <laughs> Unless that's just me. What are your thoughts on that? No, I agree with you, actually. Yeah, he's a bit confusing on the right hand side. I really, I really like him though. I just think he's he just has that ambition where he just plays and tries hard week in week out, and that's what we need. We need players like that week in week out. Just gives it their best. You don't have to be all the. You don't have to be glory players. You don't have to be the best in the world. You just got to play with heart and passion. That's all I want, really, with the club. I'm sure we all want that as well. I think. I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right. Well, we saw Bar exit to go to. Where did he go? He went Burton Albion, didn't he? Uh, um, oh yeah, on, 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 he did. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and since then, I think it was yesterday. Both, both the Athletic and, of course, the Watford Observer and Andrew French kind of commented that. Valerian had said he yes he wants a striker and they they're they're negotiating for that and they're still going after one obviously everybody was looking at sorry Cabba as much because of the name as anything else I'm sure but sorry Cabba and he's gone off to Las Palmas we've been we've been linked with another player Nicholson I put some uh, goal compilation up on Twitter because I appreciate that sometimes we get linked with people we've got no idea so it's here's them scoring goals so we'll see what happens with that but one of the interesting things that Valerian came out and said was, but I'm also hoping for one or two other positions to be spare. If you're, if we put you, Ryan, temporarily yep. in charge of recruitment and you you can be in charge of, of Ben Manger and all of his other people and Giretta, what two positions are you going to go off and get them to recruit for in addition to the forward? In, in, in addition to the forward, you said, sorry, Peter. Oh, yeah, in addition okay, to the forward. Right. Um, you can you can say, and another forward. I'm quite happy okay. with that. But, you I'll know, definitely what do you say another forward, the fact you said that to me now, Peter. <laughs> yeah, definitely another striker, 100%. We, need, we definitely need another striker. Okay. Um, we, I'll probably go for a right winger, actually. Probably a right wing. I think our defence is okay, actually. I'm fairly happy with the defence. Yeah, it, it was not, because I think out of, the, out of that horrible first half, Mm. It, it, it felt like at least the defensive performance was solid and it was there. And then it was just, as all defences are, they're let down by moments because it only takes literally a second to score a goal and you only have to be conceding one once. And if you don't get the score, that's that clean sheet gone. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very frustrating. So you're going to be going in for a right winger. Obviously, Ince came on, looks very rusty, understandably. 
And what did you make of Jack Fidanzi when he came on? He created things. And also, what was your opinion? And I'm looking, obviously, for hopelessly biased levels of opinion on this penalty, Shao. What was your opinion on the penalty not being given? Have you seen him given or do you think he was looking for it? Um, to be honest with you, I've got to be honest now, actually. I've not watched the game at all in Hive Live or anything. I've just been, oh. I've just been following it with my round of friends' house on a cool. Saturday. So I've just seen the scores go in. I've just followed Twitter, like the halftime review, some other fans and that. You, you, that, that basically makes you qualified as VAR. Because <laughs> half the time, I'm pretty sure they just make that up going by the the Wolves Man United VAR. But there we yeah. go. We'll see. All right, Ron. Well, look, lovely stuff. Okay. Thank you very much indeed for that. There's Ryan. Thinks we need another right winger. That's Cheers, fair mate. enough to take a look at. Cheers, mate. But also, he says, yes, we need another forward. Let's get across to... Let's get across to Rich. Rich, I'm just going to add you in, sir. Rich WFC2 here. Well known to these parts. Hey, Rich, what did you make of that? We've won one. We've now drawn one. We've now lost one. On a trend map, it won't look great. But what did you make of today? Rich, if you hit your, uh, your your mute button. Yeah, I thought I'd done that. How do I there, there you go. Evening, guys. Hi. Hi. God, how frustrating. There's me last week telling it, saying it's an ill massacre and wonderful football, and here we go. And then we see that. So I'm trying not to be too low tonight, so bear with me. But I'm frustrated. Honestly, what is going on? So I don't agree with what Carl's saying. might end up that way, but I thought that Stoke team were there for the taking. They looked terrified of us, and they had no reason to be. Mm-hmm. I just thought we didn't get going at all. And if we're not careful, we're going to end up being called Watford nil this season because we just punched. We just had nothing. That first half was as bad as anything we've seen in the last few seasons. Sorry, you can't dress it up any other way. Um, the full-backs, and I don't want to call the young lads out, but lads, you're in the first team now. You're there mm-hmm. to be shot at and you're there to get on there. And I, I thought Moyes was a disaster. I was so pleased when he, he came off. I don't wish anyone an injury, but he had to come off. And Andrews, well, honestly, at the end of the first half and the, at the end of the second half, he's got great shooting opportunities and he's flat-footed and slow. Now, he did all right defensively, to be honest. He didn't have a lot to do. Come on, lad, get some oomph in you. He had two great opportunities, and I thought he was so poor in that. And I'm disappointed in him because I think he's a good lad and he's a good player, and he will be a good player. But he, that was two big moments that he didn't take, and I thought it was really disappointing. Here's a thought. We're 1-0 down against a team not particularly trying to score the second one, sitting in. It's already We're all talking about a number nine, and I'll come to that in a minute, but... How about sticking on another lad and maybe going two up front for the last 15, 20 minutes? Why not make their keeper make a save? He made one from a Sprilly who cut in. We did nothing all game. You've got away supporters travelling. They've been travelling since January, God, not literally, since January. <laughs> They've not seen a win of a Watford team. It's disgraceful. And somebody needs to start asking a few questions now. Come on. We're better than that. I don't think it was a penalty before you asked me. I saw it. I looked at it twice. I still don't think it was a penalty. My initial reaction, and I always go, my first gut reaction was to to Georgie or Dave or whatever we call him. I can't pronounce his surname. I apologise. He should have scored. He should have scored. He didn't need to go down. He should have scored. The ball was at his feet, ready to shoot, and he went for the penalty and he made a mess of it, in my opinion. I may see it back in 15 times slow motion and be wrong, but in my opinion, that wasn't a penalty. And I'm just so frustrated. And 
where are we with the number nine? All I can say to people out there in the in media world that as me and Wendover Horn was literally standing, and when a man like Juretta, six foot four, five, six, whatever he is, stands in front of me and says, Sari Cabba does not want to go to Spain, he wants to come here, I have lost a huge amount of respect for that guy. They may have not got the job done, but that was poor. He didn't need to say anything. He was animated the minute he said it. He was absolutely convinced he was coming to us. So whoever this number one target that Mr. French keeps talking about in the Watford Observer that Valet, that Ishmael keeps saying he still hasn't got his number one target yet, so that, suggesting the number one target is still out there, they need to get some bleeding fire under their backsides and get it sorted out. This is a big two weeks in Watford season. They're going to be mediocre and many days like today, or we might have a half-decent season. As I said before, I don't expect us to get necessarily promoted. I don't expect us to be in the top two. I expect us to have a little bit of a challenge. And when everyone's telling me Stoke away is a tough game, again, like last week, I don't think that was a tough game today. We made it a tough game because we didn't do anything. We were pretty solid at the back. Their goal was magnificent. You can't ask any more than that. That was pure quality. The only quality in the whole game, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But if you remember, a few minutes before, a few seconds before that, Porteous gets himself involved with Wesley, who ends up getting booked. Everybody's all over the place. Stoke still have the throwing, which I thought was an interesting dynamic because the referee has booked Wesley, but he's still allowed Stoke to take the throw-in. From that throw-in, the ball comes across, the lad scores. Great finish, can't argue with it, but interesting dynamic from the referee there, who I didn't think was particularly great. But considering a couple of their players, very lucky not to get second bookings, hugely disappointing. And I I believe you go to win games if you're 1-0 down with 15, 20 minutes to go. Have a bit about you and put some subs on us. Bless him, look, million miles away. Terrible, million miles away. He's been rushed on and he, he wasn't right. He wasn't ready. I agree with you about Semmer. He's, he's either a nobody or he can make an impact on the left when he's there. But Kone comes on, dreadful. Was he any better than and Tom Deli Bashiri, who didn't have a great game, but at least he was there. Losers gone missing again. And it's just very frustrating. It's chalk and cheese from last week. But I ain't going to get too down, but I'm just pointing out the, the glaring obvious issues there today. And I feel for the away supporters. I know quite a few people up there today, brother, nephew, they've all gone up there, you know, excited for a new season away from home to see Watford play some nice football. And they've seen nothing, quite honestly, that first half. Wow. That was, well, I, I, I can't actually remember a worse game last season, first half. That was so bad. Both teams, by the way, but what were mm. we doing? It was like a snooze fest. And, yeah, I'm very disappointed. I'm disappointed in Juretta. I feel he's looked me in the eye and lied to me. I report back what somebody like, if somebody like that can't be straight with us, then God help us. Who knows what the next two weeks brings. But you're absolutely right. We don't just need, I, I think we need two strikers. And I think we need at least two more midfielders. And I'm worried about left back. And I really am because I think Jamal Lewis is the only real cover not cover, he's the only real left back and he's struggling. James Morris, it's just, it's not good enough, quite honestly. And he looked like a rabbit in the headlights today. He kept coming in on his left foot, not going anywhere, got caught in possession, got himself injured and that was that. Very disappointing, but we go again. Isn't that the latest saying? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm as flat today as I was high last week. It's really disappointing, really disappointing. 
I think it's interesting that you referred to us as Watford mm. nil because that's five consecutive halves of football now that we haven't yeah, scored in. Exactly, and it's a worry. And it's not like we're knocking the door down to score either. Um, that's what I look at. I, I can, you know, as I say, I like a striker. I played striker myself back in the day. And if a striker's get creative is in there to miss them, I can live with that. But we're not even creating chances. I don't think by everyone can criticise Bayo. But he didn't have a chance today. There's not one ball gone into him that's given him any single... And he is in the penalty box. He's just holding his hands up thinking, is anyone ever going to put the ball in? There's no crossing going in the box. There's no... And so that's what I'm saying. Healy for 15 minutes up up there with him. What can possibly... What's the worst that can happen? We concede again. We lose the game. We lost the game anyway. Have a go. Give the away supporters something to get excited about and animated about and cheer the team on, which might produce a reaction. But we just limped our way out of it. And it says something when Andrews is the only one at the end of the state of two shots. Well, he didn't have a shot because he was too slow. That was really all we created, apart from Esprilia's one shot when he came in. And it was so frustrating. And, yeah, it's a big two weeks for Watford Football Club, if they really care and if they really are serious. Duxbury's two weeks ago, uh, a week ago now, sorry, just over a week ago now, telling us that he's in negotiations with a thing. you got Giretta telling me and Greg to our faces, I've said. Nothing's happening, though. This, this needs to move, and it needs to move quickly. And, yeah, disappointed. I'm a, but my big, biggest disappointment is for the away fans, yet again, shortchanged. Mm, there we go. There we go. In terms of... Making the change of the shape is is, is mm. interesting, but it really does come down to, therefore, what does Valerian Ishmael think of Reece Healy? For, yep. for the fact that even if he's not going to change shape, change personnel, change, try and change something, give us, yeah. give us something. But why and, put him on the bench? He's got what, to, yeah, if he's on the bench, use it. If you don't think much of him, don't put him on the bench and bring Adi Amo, the young lad, or somebody else on that can make a difference. Healy, if you don't want to play him, don't put him on the bench, but it just baffles well, me. Well, he had James Collins on from the under-21s, who's who's done quite well. I've called him out beforehand. Andrew French has uh, absolutely trumpeted him in the under-21s. That sounds wrong. But he's, he said, no, if, some good movements, something different. It, 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 it does suggest that the manager knows that he needs to have something else up there. Mm. It was, and you used the word flat-footed. And I, 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 at the start of it, I turned around and said, yeah, we seem to be on the back foot, but it, it, mm. it's it got something to do with feet. It's got something to be do with not being on the front foot, not yep. doing what we did against QPR, which was being in their faces, pressing on them. What Stoke did do in the first half was they pressed us up front. I thought Wesley Marais as a forward is generally hopeless, and I'm yeah, pretty pretty pleased we we didn't get him. I agree. But, but the one thing he did was he occupied and he chased yeah. down Hoot yeah. and he and he chased down and he chased down Porteous and as you say ruffled their feathers so yeah. he gave them something is he worth the money that he is reputedly on no I would suggest not no. but do we need another option yes we most certainly do do we need to see somebody somebody with a little bit more uh, quality I think I think Jack Fadadze gave us some moments there but I agree mm. with you. Put your, foot, put your foot through it because if, if you shoot and he clears you out, you can still claim for the penalty anyway. Absolutely. Which we'll do. Right, sir. Thank you very much as ever, Rich. Right. Pleasure. Have lovely, a good evening, guys. Lovely stuff. Let's go across to the South Coast. Let's go across to Mr. Neil Silverstein. Thank Neil, you, sir. How are we? Oh, we, look, look, it's a Saturday night. We're all going to go and have a beer tonight or whatever you're going to do tonight. We can get over it. It's a game of football. But what do we do in terms of breaking it down? What were your thoughts? A strange one, right? It, 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 I think, as you said before, it didn't look anything like we started the QPR game. 
and a few little bits. I, I think tactically, we were we got it wrong, right? We were overrun in midfield, okay, and I don't think the formation worked and helps us. Yeah, I don't think Bayo as a three up front works unless you're going to play Martins and Esprit either side of him to use their pace and movement to open up. Yeah, but the, we're so static up front. And, yeah, there's no service going in there, but they're not making themselves available for it. So I guess there's two bits there. On that point, I think in the definitely the Plymouth game, we all lauded the wand of a left foot from who? I can't recall him playing that long crossfield ball. Now, I know it's windy, so it may not have been the right time to do it, but I think that was a strength of us before. I don't remember that being played this this game, did it? Can you? No, there was one ball over the back of the right back for Martins to run onto in the in the early part of the second half. And that, that was the only kind of one of those diagonal balls. I can't remember if it was Hoot that played it, but I think it might have even been Shaq Fadadze, actually. But, but it was the one time where you suddenly thought, ah, they've pressed on us. Because if, if the one thing they do is they press, and the only way you can do that and not lose all the space in the middle is you have to press from the back. You have to press up. Therefore, again, exactly like Valball, the danger is with the ball over the top for them as much as us. And we played it once that I can remember. I think you're absolutely spot on. Yeah, and so I, I think that I don't know why that is. I thought Livermore was interesting, right? So the first 15, 20, he looked really composed. Mm. And he, I like the way he fizzes the ball rather than floats the ball. So I think it gives, it gives the recipient a better uh, chance to receive and go. But I don't know whether it's an, an optimistic says he's rusty pessimistic says his legs are gone he wasn't able to maintain that for, for the duration and I actually hold him responsible for the goal because when you look at the replay he was miles off of him not just when he received the ball but when he struck the ball the, the guy wasn't under any pressure at all and that was their only chance only real chance of the game so I, I think as one of the other guys said defensively we look decent yeah okay? we, we, we've not been taken apart in three games We've not. We, it's not been a turkey shoot at the back for Backman to deal with, so that's an alright. We're just not creating enough, and I think who historically, or within the, the first two games, he's been a big component of that with that crossfield ball, and I think we just missed it today. But Bio is definitely not the in the formation that we play. I'd like to see a big striker, maybe even Keenan Davies back, because I think we're running out of options because there's so many clubs that are also after a striker. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Kenny Davis up front with Dave playing just withdrawn off of him and a, a slight change to the shape. I don't think the shape suits us. So what would you go to then? A 4-2-3-1 then so that you got Jack Tadudze on the back of him? Oh, I don't know. I'm going all FIFA bound and all these fancy oh, well, formations, like Christmas trees. No, I don't know. I would probably go just a, yeah, a 4-3-1-2. Okay, well there we go. Well there we go. So if you play, so that means you're playing two up. So you really are playing Jack Fadadzi in there, yeah. but with a, with presumably with a bit of a freer role of, of some kind. Does it make sense? Um, we, we put you in charge of. I didn't do this to Rich. I, I do apologise. I could have put you in charge of Giretta and Manga metaphorically, and said which other two other than a forward. Who are you going to get? What positions do you want to go in? Because Valerian said today he, or, or yesterday that he was looking for two more positions to be to be further equipped with. What do you think he needs the most? Uh, well, clearly a striker. And I'd actually go for a big striker and a pacey striker. And I think we need a defensive midfielder. There you go. There you go. We need a, a spine, effectively. <laughs> yeah. One, I, I don't know if he comes on later, but if our friend from Florida, Florida comes on, I'd love to know where 
he has facts that Manga's on a million pound a year. Because I know he bans it around a lot, but I, God knows how somebody knows what a contract or what contract someone else is on. Well, he will be in soon. He'll be in soon. We're, we're going to go to to somebody else first, but then we will go across to him. And I think, and I could be, you, you can correct me if you're wrong. I think that particular tweet, I think he said the combination of Manga and Helena Costa were on a million pounds. Combined. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah, away, yeah. but I'd love to know how somebody knows what contract someone's on if they've not seen cool. it. Cool, lovely stuff. We will go and find out. We will go and find out. Thank you very much as ever, Neil. Go and have a great Saturday night. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's get across to to Wendover Horn, who is also up up and away at the uh, the Bet365. And is, knowing him, he's probably... I, I, can't, I can't believe Mrs. Wendover will be driving you back from there. Oh, Greg, sir. Hello. How are we doing? Which bus lane are we in? Hello. Where Hello, are the, can you hear me? Mate? I can hear you, Pete. Oh, Where are the M6? Okay. Bad a car park. Good stuff. Well, the, M, the M6 has obviously Hello? got a few little spots in terms of... Yeah, I, I think the, the M6 has got a few spots in terms of coverage. What were your thoughts? You tell us what your thoughts are while we got you there. Okay, I'll be Greg, interested to know. I can hear you, yeah. Go on, far away, we can hear you. Greg, you've put yourself on mute. Go can on, you, Greg, can tell you, us what you think. Can you, can, can you hear me? What do I think? What did Carl think? I'm interested to know what Carl thought. Has he been uh, on? Oh, he has. He thought Stoke were a decent side. He thinks they're going to finish top six, but he was disappointed in the result. However, Jason in the car, he thinks that Stoke are bang average. But in terms of disappointment around the around the performance, what was your vision of it? I thought first, you know, I don't know, people are criticising the first half performance. I thought that was a dogged defensive display that other seasons would be 2-0 down. They were covering for each other. They were fighting for each other at the back. Yeah, I thought it was a dogged performance. And let's we're, we're only missing a goal. We're missing one goal. We go away at 1-1 and we're happy. We are missing the main... The, we are missing an ingredient. The ingredient is a centre-forward. You can't bake a cake without an egg. We haven't got the egg at the moment. And that is the problem. And it's got to be addressed because each week that goes by without us finding this elusive number nine, we're going to drop points. And another week has gone by. It has to happen this week. Do you put that... In my opinion. Do you put that result down to bio then? Because I think actually what most people have said is, yes, the defence wasn't necessarily the issue other than obviously the goal, which which we've spoken about. But the... 
we've also been sympathetic towards Bio, notwithstanding that we all agree with you about needing the forward. But Bio didn't really get much service. So it, it, there was a breakdown it, when we had the ball, and it wasn't just the breakdown in possession. It was the breakdown in teamwork. It was the interaction. It was not being on the front foot further up the field in order to put pressure on the ball so that it didn't come to around the 18-yard box as well. Fair or reasonable? What are your thoughts? I think there were a couple of balls that fizzed across across the the goal, which a centre forward would have been on the back of. We had one shot that was parried by the keeper. If we had a poacher there, he would have been right on top. Say Luther was there, pouncing on 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 a keeper parrying a ball out. That's the problem. That is the problem. I'm not blaming Bio. I'm not. Bl- Bio is not a number nine. He's a second striker. And he wants the ball in front of him. He wants the ball over his shoulder. Bio, and each week that goes by where Bio is asked to play as a number nine, the boy's going to lose confidence and the crowd are going to get on his back and that's going to do us no favours at all. It's almost, if there's a difference between a second striker and a number nine, it's if you want a wall built, you get a builder, you don't get a plumber. Yeah, and that's the same thing here. That isn't his position. Bio is a second forward. He's not a number nine. We desperately need... We don't need one nine. I think we need two nines. Okay, two forwards, two forwards. I've asked everybody else because Val said yesterday, yes, he wants a forward. So I'll give you your two forwards, that's fine. But he wanted another two part, two positions potentially being bought in. Obviously, with Barr going off to, to Burton and Hungbo's gone off to Nuremberg and various people have been dispatched to the various places, what other two positions would you bring in other than your egg up front? Yeah, you've got to have another DM because the Serious is injured today. Yeah. I thought Livermore did all right for forty minutes, and then he got tired. Yeah. But he's gonna he's gonna get tired. He's 33, 34 at Christmas, and he hasn't had a full preseason. Cool. So you're expect you're expecting a lot from him. He is gonna be a bit part player to come in when we need him, not a starter, okay. not a regular. Uh, we need a DM. I think we need two forwards, a DM two forwards and maybe somebody else in, in the midfield cool cool I thought I think you've coached yeah. they look coached to me this season again they look coached today yeah. I think we have got the raw ingredients of a good side we've and we've got to say I think the raw ingredients are there we've just got to add to them we've just got to add to them to complete the cake yeah, I don't think anybody's saying rip everything up or, or changing anything uh, wholesale. It's a question of what are we going to add to this because we've seen a number of players go and I'm going to be chatting to Ron in a little bit. And I, I asked him the question previously, were we overbloated in terms of numbers of players that we had previously? And have we now gone too far the other way? And I think I think what we saw today was that, that Valerian didn't really have options other than to just change the midfield today. There was nobody he was going to bring in to change because he didn't really have any fullbacks to to bring on and change. And sometimes if you're playing with fullbacks who are doing that much running, you might consider changing them. That that was never an issue. That was never a possibility today. He literally had lots of midfielders and he had no forwards that he seemed to be confident enough. I wouldn't imagine he's seen much of James Collins, but it's very good that he was on the bench. That's a really positive, even if he didn't get on. That's his first travel with the first team. Good plus point. But you've had Reese Healy, who 
for, for whatever reason, he's looking at and deciding that he's not enough to get in there. So I think those other positions, well, we will be watching. We will be watching the transfer activity, as all Watford fans are, with a lot of interest, with a lot of interest. Right, Greg, I will let you get back down the M6. Have a good, ju- Cheers, have a good journey down. Obviously, the first question's got to be, I'm going for an Indian takeaway, is my guess. Is it Indian takeaway tonight? It depends how quickly we could get home. If I could get home at a decent time, it is an Indian takeaway. But Mrs. W has said she will not eat any later than half past eight. Oh, interesting. I like this. I, I didn't realise. I didn't realise that the lateness of the evening changed the, uh, the the cuisine that was available. There goes Greg. There, well, no, there, there goes Greg down the M6. Sorry, Greg. I'll let you concentrate on that one now. Before I, I'm going to bring him in, but but we've got some new toys. So so before he's in. And uh, Ron, I'll ask you to come off of mute. We're going to ask him here, but we might allow people to vote on the intro music. Today, this charming man. Hey, Ron. Oh, thank you for that, Peter. There you go. Smith, well, don't get me wrong. I could have gone for panic, but I didn't. I didn't. I went, this charming man, because he could have come on and be beat up. There you go. We've lost a game. You've come on when we won. You came on when we drew. You're here when we won. What are your takeaways from today? And I'm not talking about Greg's curry. Well, it's, it's very interesting, Peter, that the things I was berated for all summer when I said we were desperately short, we needed six to eight new signings before the start of the season. And people said, be patient, there's time to go, and we'll be fine. And now even Greg, uh, bless him, is saying it's another week gone by. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. We'll look at the various points to the game I'd like to talk about. Far away. James Morris, first time he's up against some quality this season, completely found out. Utterly lightweight, a featherweight of a player. I've said that since the time I first saw him. He was atrocious that half, and then he went off. We don't know exactly why they say it's an injury. He was completely shown not to be good enough for this level. And you've got Livermore. Again, I'm laughing as Greg says we did okay to start with and then had to go off. Well, what do people expect? He was released by West Bromwich Albion, who finished mid-table last year, because his legs have gone. He's going to be 34 in November. Why are you even bringing in a player who can't last the game properly, who's not good enough? He's not good enough. He shouldn't have come in. And let's talk about a striker. Again, all summer long and told to be patient, but it's not just a striker, Peter. It's not just a striker because Bio had no service today. Absolutely. Absolutely none. Absolutely none. You can't have a go at him when, really, when there was nothing there for him. Have we been having a go? Um, at, have I, we been having a go at? No, sorry, not you. I meant in general. Sorry, I wasn't having a go at you. Sorry. I'm saying it's not. It's just him, and you have to look. And people will go berserk when I say this. They will go berserk, and I don't care. Go on. You have to look at the coach. You have to look at the coach. <laughs> on, no, no, I no. Will go say on. It. I will go say on. You who, say it. Who seems completely tactically inflexible not to go to a conventional front two? There's no reason why why Watford can't play with two strikers. There's no reason why we can't see Bio and Healy together. And I'd also point to the fact that Ken Semmer isn't good enough. He's called the king. 
I don't know what really he's done since he scored that goal last season. I'd say we need two wingers. I'd like to see sometimes if the front three isn't working, two conventional wingers and two conventional centre forwards. Is that something that I'm imagining, Peter? Because I, I remember that from from my from my dim and distant past that you could have two wingers on a field and two strikers up front. You, you most certainly can. The convention is these days that you would have three covering the central midfield area and the fullbacks pushing on, but there's no reason why you couldn't go to 4-4-2. It, it didn't serve Roy Hodgson particularly well over the last few years, although he, he also did actually invent this, changed to 4-3-3, but ineffectively so for us, obviously. So, yeah, no, that's absolutely reasonable. And it also echoes Rich's point about why not bring that on? Why not uh, bring on a second striker and go maybe big man, little man combinations, as have been talked about with, uh, with striking partners? But also, the question does, and I'm, I'm sure you'll jump on, is, is was today down to a tactical inflexibility, which don't get me wrong, Valerian Ishmael has had that accusation aimed at him previously, uh, at West Brom specifically. Or does it come down to the fact that perhaps he didn't trust Reese Healy, who we haven't seen at all, potentially? I'm not saying it's one or the other, but could it possibly be a combination of that? It's a combination. Yeah. He's, he's tactically inflexible today. But if he doesn't trust him, it's yet again another massive indictment of the people running the football club because it seems that Healy was brought in for a coach who doesn't rate him, doesn't want to play him. If he can't get 20 minutes against Plymouth Argyle or 20 minutes today, then the coach doesn't want to play him. And it, it's outrageous. And people are suffering from Stockholm Syndrome uh, regarding this ownership. No, they are. They really are. Because uh, it's people are acting like, oh, Pozzo's taken over and sorting out the mess from the previous owner. Well, he, he created this mess and he hasn't rectified it. And you mentioned earlier about a bloated squad. Yeah. Those players had to go. No yeah. doubt those players who went had to go. It's a shame that, that Pedro's not here anymore. But no one, I don't think anyone could be serious and say that get rid of that amount of players and not bring in re replacements. Okay. It's unacceptable. It's absolutely unacceptable. And they've left it too late again. And I don't believe they want to spend money because sorry, Cabba, who they were linked with, he went for 1.3 million to Las Palmas. Uh -huh. And I think his name is Darren Whitcoop of the Daily Mirror reported that Birmingham matched that bid and some other team. But he didn't mention Watford match day. He just said Watford were interested. So are Watford even prepared to spend 1.3 million on a striker? But again, it's not just a striker. It's six positions. And there's big trouble at left back now. Big trouble. Because Morris is injured, perhaps. Uh, certainly not good enough. And Jamal Lewis, immediately upon signing, goes and parks in a disabled space. Typical Watford. Question with Morris. Because you mentioned and said, but look at today, etc. And this is, and I appreciate that he is, as Rich eloquently put it, because he, he did call out the, the, the fullbacks. He said, I know you're young, but you now got to be, you're in the first team. There's nowhere to hide. This is where the tough stuff goes on. Which one is Morris? Is Morris the player who played last week and had an excellent performance against Plymouth? Did very well against QPR. I think yesterday, last week topped it. Or is he this week's performance? Because the last thing you get from a player is a level of consistency once they've, once they've actually got in there. I would suggest that it's probably somewhere between the two. He would naturally be the backup to 
Jamal Lewis if Jamal Lewis is fully fit and if he is firing as he was when he was with Norwich. But he, similar to similar to, to Livermore, who hasn't had much football in the last six months, sometimes you almost need to be playing regularly to become not just fit, but conditioned to knocks and, and bumps, etc. because otherwise you pull strains, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the question is, with regard to Morris, is he okay as a backup? Because at the moment he's in as the contingency because Jamal Lewis, who I think who I think Valerian described as he, he was ever so pleased with, to have him, I think he was more pleased to have him than, than he would have been to have had Callum Styles. Now, that would have been a good player to go and got because he could have fitted in any number of different positions. That might have been a good thing to have had today. Is that what we need to add? Because we have had added, you, you say at the start, I wanted six to eight, or well, we signed five. But as you say, we've left an awful lot more out. How many more players in your mind do we need to bring in between now and the end of the transfer window? Many. I'd like two two wingers. I'd like a defensive midfielder. I'd like a number nine. If uh, Healy's not going to enter the field of play, a poacher, sniffer type, smaller right. striker to feed off the number nine. Did I say goalkeeper? I can't remember. No, you didn't. Um, all right, goalkeeper, left back, maybe another right back now. But maybe we'll see Timothy Piddle and his I, side dog Bonnie. I don't. Un- I have to ask what you and Ed have got about this Timothy Piddle and his side <laughs> dog Bonnie. But never mind. We shall see. We shall see. Anyway, sir. Anyway, sir. There we go. We will watch avidly between now and the end of the transfer window. Has it happened later than everybody wanted? Yes. When we spoke about it, what? After the QPR game, I think it was, we agreed in terms of the spaces, and you, you named them there, that where we think we need people being added, which was a forward, a defensive midfield player. You've added, obviously, in the wingers, elements from that. Hopefully, Tom Ince will get a bit fit, and then we'll see it, hopefully a little bit better from him. But but there he goes, Uncle Ron. But in future, I think we might suggest it. We might just have to say, put it out on Twitter as a poll and say, the next time uh, Uncle Ron comes on, which song would you like played for him? Because I went with this charming man, because obviously he's a Smiths fan, it's a classic, but do you think that would be a good idea? I think it's a fine idea, and I don't think we have to restrict it to Smiths and Morrissey songs either. I think we can put it out there, out into the into the left field, and see what people come out with. Brilliant Excellent idea. stuff. Excellent stuff. In addition, today's overly convoluted question from Pete, because if you remember, we've had Brian Edwards and and also oh my brain's gone completely. Who else is? Who else got three points the other day? Somebody, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. My it was a logo we've got two people at the top here today's over convoluted question is from what game is this commentary what was the score what was it important about that game and what was the game that immediately preceded it what's the score of this game who were we playing obviously in terms of that result what was the what was the score what was the important about this game and what was the game that immediately preceded this commentary it's that force that it plays into that real strength that Watford have. Capu, Dini makes the run. Capu goes on. And uh, Dini's there! 2-0 Watford! In the 13th minute. There you go. Dini in the 13th minute. So, who were the opposition? What was the, uh, what was the score? What was important about that particular game? And what was the the game that immediately preceded it? So we, you can put that in the, in the text there and we can see whether or not you'll be able to get back on the board, etc., etc., etc. In the meantime, let's get across to, uh, to Jason. 
and see what what his thoughts are. See whether or not he was at at Didcot or maybe at the Bet three six five or where were you, Jason? If you hit your mute button, sir, you can let us know what you've been up to today. Good evening. How are we doing? Oh, I'm all right, mate. I'm okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, you? First, first time back on this season. Just hello, guys. I hope you hope you all had a nice summer. Yeah, no, I didn't go. I went to Didcot during the week and watched them get absolutely stuffed for three one, and they were terrible. But anyway, no, I watched the game today. I watched the. Watched a stream, as it were, and I, I just echo some of the things. A couple of the guys who went, and that's you know, I thought first half was pretty dreadful, but there was two dreadful sides as opposed to we were particularly dreadful. I thought both mm-hmm. sides were pretty ordinary. I thought second half we started really well. First five minutes, thought we come out them, and it looked like we were maybe the change of shape with Ken going to the left. You know, obviously having to come on for for James Morris, and I think that opened up the left hand side. And I, th- I thought we started off quite well, but yeah, I, I think the frustrating thing for me, just to add to the word frustrating, which everybody seems to be using, is that we, 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 t- we seem to get down the wings and then we have, instead of going on the outside, we seem to want to cut cut back inside and that loses the momentum of, of the attack and going back to bio, he, he's never going to get any service if people are, you know, having to cut back inside onto their favoured foot. But there was a few times towards the end where Espria was getting into some lovely positions, but he, he, he just won't cross the ball. He won't cross the ball for whatever reason. And I felt, I do feel that, as much, I absolutely agree, the number nine is almost a given. He's almost a given. But we do need a little bit, I don't know, we, we need a little bit of something else. I think somebody mentioned a winger. I don't think that's a bad shout. I don't think that's a bad shout at all. Someone that's... Someone of a, we're not going to get him because he's obviously he's doing very well there. But someone like Jed Wallace who, who, who mm. gets, receives the ball, head down, cross. It's it, keep it simple. Who I was thinking when you said that, and he's probably the the the, the, the latter day equivalent. I was thinking Paul Devlin uh, uh, yes. because because, yes. because Dev, Devlin was one of those wingers who was all about output or yes. or end, end product. And yes, he could yes he could cut in, and Jen could do a, do a bit absolutely. But he could also get it out of feet, put it in, which is Jeb, what Jeb Wallace can do. But he also does it without being traditionally, as we now describe it, inverted, where Ken Semmer looks completely lost when he has to come back in. Oh, and I, I, I made a chat with somebody earlier on. Said, look, when he's there, he looks, he's completely, <laughs> he can't isolate the fullback because he's always going to cut in and head towards the centre back. He's always going to go into the area where it is most clustered. Now, for somebody like, and we saw it last week, for somebody like Aspria, who has such sensational close control, he's got an ability to do that. He keeps the ball close to his feet. Ken, bless him, is not about that. Ken is about get get myself a little bit of space, push it past you, go, get my body across. And he can't do that in in an inverted position on the right. He went over to the left, and as you say, suddenly it opened up. Suddenly he was looking yeah. more dangerous from left back than he was looking at right wing. Now, I'm not saying we don't invert the wingers and play in that way or reverse them either way. That's down to, that's down to, that's down to our man Val. He's got to, he's got to work those things out and or as Rich and as Ron has said, maybe consider changing it up a bit and going with the two in there, trying to give us a different options and still going with two wingers. There's nothing, we wouldn't have lost anything more today. Maybe goal difference, big deal in that regard. But the one thing that you can, I I think we can fairly say from the first three league performances is that Ken doesn't look the same on the right as he does on the left. And we saw that when we right. first brought him in, and I'm trying to think it would have been under Yavi. And if you remember that famous game, where well, I say that famous game, it was famous because Tom Cleverley scored a wonderful winner at Crystal Palace. I'll just say that once more again. Yes. 
Tom Cleverley scored a wonderful winner at Crystal Palace. But in that game, if we remember, we were wearing that green FX Pro. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. Ken, yeah, I'm Ken there. got bought on as a substitute and got taken off because yeah. he was playing wide right, and he was he just. It was just working for him like today until he goes left. It just seems like that he's he's ill-balanced in that regard, but hey-ho. Yeah, I felt that obviously he got moved to the right initially last year to make to help Saar. There was no doubt yeah. about that. Saar, Saar was obviously better on the left. He felt more comfortable on the left, being able to come inside and all the rest of it. So he, he was a bit of a make-weight really for that. But now he seems to, I, I agree with you, This it's obviously part of, Ishmael's plan to allow the fullbacks to underlap yep. and to come in. It's clearly the part of the plan. But there does come a point where it doesn't work. It wasn't working today. Obviously, we talked about James Morris. One thing I will say about young players, and Brian Andrews is going to go through this himself, is they're going to have bad yeah. games. They're going to have good games. They're going to have bad games. Brian Andrews, for me today, fantastic defensively. Tremendous. His work ethic to get back when the ball was lost. Wonderful. But Honestly, next week, I'd have him in every day for the last hour of training, just shooting first time. You know, the ball comes to him, bang. None of this. John Marks, when he was doing a commentary on Hive, like, the amount of times he said Ryan Andrews takes a touch, it needed to be done first time. And it's something that will come with experience, but you're going to get these games. I know Ron has a particular being his bonnet over James Morris. I quite like that. I don't think he's anything special. He's done let us down. He had a, he didn't have a great game today. He, he didn't have a great game today. He was up against some some tough, tougher, it, it, well, some of the toughest opponents he's had yet. And and he was found a little bit wanting. And maybe from our point of view, you could argue that his injury helped us a little bit because it released Ken yeah. then to to do his magic on on the left. And I still think that I agree with what everybody's saying. I think what's pleasing is that we we can see there's a system. You can see there's a pattern of play, and you can see that we're coached. My only sort of doubt is I, I, I do agree. I, I couldn't see the value in bringing Tom Ince on at the end. I, I just, I didn't, I struggled with that one. We were getting down the sides already. I didn't really see what value that was bringing. It, it's fairly obvious. We're all saying it. Bring bring another forward on. Chuck two up front. Have a go. Stick the ball in the box. Well, again, we seem to, we seem to run out of run out a little bit of energy and maybe ideas in the last five minutes. The game, from our point of view, seemed to peter out a little bit. We had that really good spell, and then they made a triple. Was it a triple substitution? Yes, they made, did. and it killed the game. It absolutely killed the momentum. The ref was generous to him, giving them five minutes injury um, injury time because that seemed to take quite a long time, and and it killed the momentum that we built up with the penalty incident. If it was a penalty, I, I don't think it was, but some decent possession and some decent uh, air possession around the box, but. Yeah, I didn't see the value in Tom Ince coming on. He looked so rusty. He looked rustier than the Tim well, man. His, his, his touch, he was giving the ball away an awful lot. He wasn't in good alignment with Ryan Andrews there either. So that, that oh, also didn't no. help him. But it was also a game of, and I tend to agree with, I don't think Stoker, uh, uh, are they top six? I think you can probably get top six by being an average side in, in, mm. in the championship, to be quite honest. It doesn't mean you're going to get up. But... I, th- I think it was one of those games where we had a bad organisational moment. They had a moment of really good quality. Vidigal took it, took the goal, 
really well. The the one disappointing thing for me when looking at the not the coaching because things go wrong, etc. Of course they do. That's how goals are mainly scored. But was that Vidigal was bordering on being lo- lonely oh, yeah. in the box when he was? You know, if I Criminal, knew he was really. the most dangerous person to look out for, then I'm pretty damn sure the Watford team did, and I'm sure they were probably screaming, "Get on him!" What have you? Yeah, it was, it was uh, criminal, really. But that was like that, that said yeah. before. That was down to Jake Nivermore. Probably lack of match practice, lack of knowledge. It just happened. But the guy took his chance really well. We had some very presentable. Aspria had a very exactly very good chance and didn't. And didn't we well, hit the target? Keeper made a decent save. But and the, the, these are the moments that have gone. Don't get me wrong. It's not saying it's it's untowards. It's just one of those. This time it's gone their way, and that that's yeah. fine. Jack Valadzi. Could it have been a penalty? I've seen him given. Did he look like he was looking for that rather than taking the shot? Absolutely, he did. But yeah, did he get, did I think, he I think get we get. Out? I think we get that. Yeah, I think we get that at the Vic, but we don't get that. I think there. you're right. Uh, I don't, yeah, I think it's one of them. You don't get them away from home. You, you get them at home often, but not there away. We go. There we go. There we go. But uh, yeah, so I, I know you're asking about you're asking about the transfer window. Yep. What? So let's forget centre forward for a minute. No, we're bringing them in. I agree with I, I agree with defensive midfielder. I, I think Sirialta has done a job has, has done a job over the last couple of games, but he, he left a, gap, a gaping hole today. Drake Livermore did okay, but he was just okay. And I thought Kiembe did okay when he came on, but they're not the answer. They're by no means the answer. Yeah. So I would say a defensive midfielder for certain. I'd like to see another left sided left sided centre half as well because I think Wesley has played well, but. I'd like to see someone with a bit of flexibility that we could possibly slot into the left, left back as well. But I think Wesley Hoot's going to get a yellow card because he does. If he gets involved, and he, he can't help himself. Yes, he, he, can't he help does. Him. I think it's the attempt at a man bun that isn't playing off. I think that's making him angry. I think that's clearly what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's something, it's the gel that he's using or something. Yeah, probably. But, probably. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so like, like you said, it's a big week. I feel Richard and Greg's frustration. They... they Quite rightly, they feel lied to. Yeah, I feel they're frustrated. You can feel it. They feel as if they've been lied to. Let the, the club have got to get them. And I don't think it's only reasonable to be fair here because, yeah, you're absolutely right. They've sat there and they've done it. And they've done what? And they've done it on this forum. They came on and went, This is what happened. We were lucky enough to go there. This is what's happened. This is what was said. And this is what we were told. And then they have had people go, Oh, well, you said that that was going to happen. Why? Where is it now? Like it's actually their fault, which of course it's not. And then you see Rich today going, Well, no, I feel really let down because he's had that. But of course, in the same way that, that, Everybody here would go, yeah, if you think you know something, come here and just share it with everybody about information containment. It's about spreading it everywhere. If you know it or you think it or you feel it, let us know. Chester was probably in exactly the same position. We all know that Gino is the one who's going to end up going yay or nay at the end of the day. And it was, we know that Giretta desperately wanted to bring in, oh, bring in, what's his face from from Bournemouth? His name escapes me momentarily. The lad who was at Cardiff. Oh, Even on. more, he desperately wanted it. He told everybody, and everyone, well, that's what he said. Just that's what he said. It doesn't mean it's necessarily going to happen because he said, "Well, the money's expensive," blah, blah, blah. and we got some more information about that. I don't imagine that Jaretta is probably trying to say something lying to him. I imagine he's probably saying that in hope, in the same way that Rich and uh, uh, and Greg have come on and just told us. Because you know what. We're all fans. We all just want the club to do well. We would love it to be a good win so that when we tuck in whatever we're eating or drinking tonight, we can do so with a smile on our face. We've lost a football match, but hey, we're a football team. We're always going to do that. Anyway, 
We'll be back we, next week. We'll be back Absolutely. Next week. Blackburn, we go again. Oh, God, I can't believe oh, I no. just said that. I d- go on, now. go and have a shower now. That's I, terrible. I, I, I do apologise. I do apologise. You can see I've got some toys to play with. But hey, yeah, enough of that information. <laughs> there goes Jason. Jason, thank you very much indeed. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.